Garzo and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso, he's Catone, Joe is in the booth, and you're watching us on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast. And Alexa listeners, just say, Alexa, play Corso and Catone podcast on iHeart, and all of our shows will pop up. And check us out on Twitter, and hey, of course, our heated hotline, 855-313-PATS. Call us 24-7. Leave us a message. Have a take. Get on Mock's ass about things. Me, so sure you, me, you, you. That's right, you. We're fired up today. So get, call us. He, heated hotline, 855-313-7287. And everybody, everyone's been fired up this week. I think everybody. Oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna, crazy. We're going to get to it all in uh, Weekly Rewind uh, television history at the Oscars. And uh, Celtics lose Robert Williams. We'll discuss that. Stick around for Catone's comments. You never want to never want to miss that. And uh, in real deal, has Belichick been put on notice? So, gentlemen, uh, it has been a crazy week. I mean, what, you know, just generally, what do you make of the week? I don't know what to make of anything anymore. This play, the world's going crazy, mad. Well, so that's it. So let's, let's go back and rewind. Oh, yeah, let's do the rewind. <clears throat> Going back, back, going back through the week. But a week we rewind, we rewind, we The Academy Award for the best actor in a leading role goes to. <laughs> I thought it was me. <laughs> so, for those of you who have been living in a cave and haven't been looking at social media, you know. Yeah. So here, here, let me set, let me set it up. Okay. Joe tells me I have to set things up. So let me set it up. <laughs> uh, Chris Rock, the comedian, is up at the Oscars giving away some award or whatever he was doing. I don't. Know. He was the MC. Get it? Okay. Come on. I don't know watch any of that. So watch, uh, watch it. So he's up. I saw this though. So he's up there giving away awards, doing whatever, and so he starts in on uh, Will Smith's wife. About G.I. Jane, she's got uh, hair is shaved off. She's got some kind of condition. I don't know, but it wasn't an appropriate joke, evidently. So, what does Will Smith do? He proceeds to walk up to the stage and smack the crap out of uh, Chris Rock. He slaps him across the face, then proceeds to go back to his seat and start yelling, "Hey, you know, get my wife's mouth out your effing mouth!" Says that twice. Then a half an hour later, he's up there accepting the. Uh, the best actor award. So, and Joe, I want to bring you in on this too, because oh, for yeah. those of you, Joe's been, in, he lived in Hollywood. He's been an actor, director, he's done it all. And so he knows the world, but guys, Mark, has everybody lost their mind? Well, so. what I thought was interesting was when he originally made the joke, right? Or so-called joke. I mean, you know, Will Smith, it appear, appeared he laughed at the joke, but then they showed the wife, and the wife pissed. was extremely pissed and irritated, and I think he looked at her, and then he snapped, and he yeah. walked himself up to the stage. But initially, he didn't really react. Like, I think he, he just laughed, and then he snapped when he saw the wife's reaction. Thought he was going to have to sleep on the couch. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Joe, you know. is this normal? Because I want to get I want to get to his acceptance speech too. And that's the one thing that I gotta, you know, but uh is, that, what is, is this normal? This is so crazy. What I don't understand is that like the cancel culture, I'm like, how come they haven't canceled him out? They've canceled everybody else out for other random crap and not this. I don't understand. Well, Joe, I think he resigned. They must have forced him to do something because today he resigned. This morning I saw he resigned from the Motion Picture Academy. What does that mean? Did he resign from the actors? What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. Does that mean he can't be nominated anymore no, no, for no. Any he can Oscar? Still, 
No, he could still get an award. He could still get an Oscar. So, and he could still show up and go. So, how if he resigned? He just can't vote. He can't. Yeah, he can't. Vote. Oh, is that all I mean? So that yeah. was a bunch of BS. Then what well, the hell so was that for? So, so he doesn't have to go through this headache of, of writing all that crap down on a paper and and doing all that. Yeah, that's that's nothing. You know. That's oh, nothing. what the hell? They made it seem like it was a big deal. Who cares? Three movies they send you either. That sucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, is is was the react? And you know what's funny is. The reaction from Hollywood. This is beautiful. This, if this doesn't sum it up, so Hollywood, you know how they are. They were nobody reacted. They wanted to see how the public was leaning first. Yeah. Then you heard everybody come out and talk, especially the Academy. It took them thirty six hours to say anything. Yeah. What the hell, Joe? How how wasn't he mocked? How wasn't he escorted out of that place? Well, if I went, if, if anybody did that, you'd be taken out in cuffs. They did. The security would throw you face down on the stage and you'd be dragged out of there. Apparently, <laughs> he, he, he almost was because they said that he um, he refused to go. And but Chris Rocket said that he didn't want, you know, anything like that to happen. And he so refused to go. Way. Yeah, he he they, they were going to uh, escort him out. And they were going to, you know, take some time to figure out how to do that because, you know, they only had so many minutes left in the yeah. show anyways, too. And uh, here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. You grab them by the arms, you throw them on the frigging ground and you drag them out of the joint. That's how you do it. That's what, like Mark said. That's what would happen to us if we assaulted. I mean, he assaulted <laughs> <Absolutely>. somebody. <laughs> right? He assaulted someone. Or am I missing something? Maybe no, that wasn't no, good Hollywood. But then, but then. The acceptance. So now he goes up there and accepts the speech, right? He accepts the award. And now he's giving his speech, okay? And by the way, these guys, all these people are just full of shit. I mean, they're actors. You can't believe anything that comes out of their mouth. So now he's crying, and he's over there talking about, I got a calling, and oh. I'm going to protect this one. I'm going to protect oh. you. I'm going to protect you. Yeah. I'm going to protect all them. Right. Yeah. I'm going to protect the two girls that were playing the Williams sisters in the movie. I'm thinking to myself, Dude, who are you protecting? Are you protecting them from like something that's gonna fall from the rafters, rafters on the set, or the yeah. lousy coffee that was made? What, who, who's he protecting? I don't. Amazing that the speech was. Yeah, he he went off the rails. He he legitimately in the speech went off the rails. I I, I don't know what he was. I, I don't know. He went off the rails. Johnny, Obviously, he's prote- Who's he protecting? He's protecting who? He's an act. He's pretending. He's not the guy. He's not the people who did all that stuff. That, you mean it wasn't really Richard Williams? No. <laughs> he pretended to be. He's still pretending. Somebody better let him know, hey, the movie's over, pal. Joe, what is that? Joe, blue. isn't there a thing when you're you're making a movie like that, right? Acting, whatever. You're not supposed to break character. Like, you, you try to stay in character, right? Some people do. That's the, you know, you don't not have to. Some people go the length and do that. But very few actors do that. You know what I mean? And yep. uh, somebody like uh, Jim Carrey who did that when he, he played, uh, what the hell was his name? And uh, I forgot the, the movie, um, Man Man Over the Moon or Over the Moon, whatever the hell it was. Um, and, they, you know, he was in character because he's Jim Carrey. At that moment in his career, he was trying to transition out of being like the funny guy and talks okay. on his ass. You know what okay. I mean? Like, yep. He went in deep and he was like a, a specific character. If so, Mark, what character are you in today? Who me? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Which Which character? I'm a cartoon. I'm a cartoon character. What else am I? Well, we're, gonna talk, we're gonna talk about that in a little while too. I think, right? <laughs> well, hey, you know, at some point that needs to come up. So, but yeah, it was almost like he he was he was in character, Joe, during the speech. Like I didn't understand it. Yeah, protect you, protect me, protect the world, protect everybody. Dude, you're pretending. You'll pretend. You pretend for a living. Yeah, that that world. I'm not sure how Mock would do in that world, Joe, over there. Yeah. I'd love to see it though. I'd like to see it. Uh, we're, 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 we're testing the waters right here, of course, yeah. we can down. Well, the world of make believe. He's in the world of make believe, Chris, but he's pretty, he gave a good speech, boy. He is. He is. So, World's Who's in My Eyes. So, again, a, uh, an unforgettable Oscar moment. Hey, unforgettable Oscar moment. Joe, that's a, that's a nice little, uh, that's a nice little tagline. We should put that on a shirt. Copyright, uh, Corso and Catone, Chris Corso, 2022. Now, they do, though. They Does do, that exist already? That they free? do have those uh, uh, unforgettable Oscar. You think that'll ever make that list? I don't uh, yeah, know. Right? Yeah. Right. yeah. I don't think it. so. This is the greatest. He handled it pretty well, though, I thought. No, Chris Rock, yeah. Chris Rock won't, won't respond, Chris. He said that um, I need time to really, you know, 
digest and 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 and, yeah. and you know he said and and then I'll 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 at some point I'll make a comment, but he's not speaking about it. Which you know, hey, kudos to him. He's in the green room. He's in the green room writing his friggin' bit on his comic the act, comedy act that he stopped him that he started in Boston the other night. <laughs> That's what he's doing, right? But what's so, he, doing? he was just bitch slapped on national television yeah. on, you know. Yeah, you well, have to incorporate that into his act at some point that he got bitch slapped. Like you'll have to say that. Like you have to make a joke of it. Because what's he gonna do? And by the way, the last thing I'm gonna say on this is if you're gonna walk up to the stage, okay, and you're you know what for you New England people, this is the real deal. If you're gonna walk up to the stage and you're gonna get pissed off. Punch the guy in the face. You know what I'm saying? What is all this slapping shit, Mark? What? You know, you got to slap the guy. You really? Okay. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. He shouldn't yeah. listen. Right? He should have wound. He should have hit him like Tyson. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uppercut. Knock Come him out. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, anyway, you know, unforgettable. Said, in the back, in the backstage, Rock said, he got, he's like, I just get hit by, by Ali. Basically, <laughs> that's true. He played him, you know. Play so that him, was man. the unforgettable Oscar moment. And listen, in other news, uh, Celtics, the, the NF, NBA playoffs start on uh, April 16th. Right now, the Celtics currently hold the third third place uh, in that spot in that division. They're, they're one the conference. They're one and two in their last three. Uh, two of those losses are for playoff teams. So they don't have Robert Williams now. Now they're saying he had surgery on his knee. It, it was the best one, best scenario. It could be four to six weeks, could be back for the second round. But let's put it on the Celtics scale, where they're always telling us how, nah, it's no big deal. Then guys like Garnett are out for the season, right? Mark, if he does so if he doesn't show up, if he's not there for the rest of the season, can this team get to a championship without him? No. And and I, I think you saw that against Miami the other night, Chris. I think his defense. Is what he gives you on defense is needed against guys like uh, Ayabayu. Uh, you play Milwaukee. You, you know, you play even you play those types of teams. Even Brooklyn, if you have to play, you need his rim protection. What he gives you on on uh, you know, what I mean, he, he can switch. He goes from side to side. He, you need what he gives you on defense. I I believe to get you maybe you can get to the conference finals. You can win a series or two, but you're gonna run into a team where you if he's not if he's out for the playoffs. I do not believe you can get to the finals. The answer to that question is no. You cannot get to the finals, in my opinion, without Robert Williams. That's it, it, Here's what I would do. I would look for a short-term solution. There's a couple of guys out there. I was looking um, after they, they said he's going to be out you know, for the four to six weeks. In case it's longer, you go Willie Cauley-Stein, who can play a, a run the court, rebound, yep. can play defense. He could give you some minutes. Get your food. Similar. Similar, he'll give you blocks similar to what Robert Williams gave you. He's not like Williams, but he can help you. He's more than what you have for athleticism at this point on the bench. A guy like Jordan Bell, who played for Golden State for a few years, a little bit of a head case, been bouncing around, but he absolutely can jump out of the gym, just like Robert Williams, and he could give you something. I don't know if uh, if Brad Stevens would pull the trigger on something like one of those two guys. I don't know if the Celtics want to spend any money, but if you legitimately want to go to the finals and there's a chance that, yeah, they're saying four to six weeks, it could be 12 to 12 weeks. I would take a shot with one of those guys. I'll be honest with you. Well, listen, it, because it does, I'll it, be honest. It's, it's Tyson Hoffer, uh, Hoffer. I mean, look, it's the it's it's the depth issue, right? Because if if one of those guys goes down, something happens. Knock on wood, of course. Um, who's left on the bench now? You got to go small. So I mean, and they may even they may even start the games without two big men. They may start the games because that's what they've been doing. They've been having Hawford and 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 uh, Williams. They may have to go Grant Williams and Hawford, and then Tice comes off the bench. But I'll tell you, Mark, if they give us and Joe, they, if they give us Tice. I mean, and Hawford, if they give us what they did yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before Wednesday? Um, 17 points. Hawford had 17 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Tice chipped in with 10. If you're, if those two guys are going to combine for 27 points, you know, 25, 30 points and about 20, you know, 20 rebounds, something like that, you you know, you have a chance. I mean, you're going to have a chance in, in, the, in those series because you're not, you're not losing a ton in the offensive end, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, Hufford can go out to the, to the the key, hit shots if he has to, pick and rolls, handle it. You saw that the other night, too. And it was against the Pacers. I get it. But still, 
he can get those things done. And Tice does all the body work underneath, you know, so the two of them combined can maybe make up for some of that. Um, but the problem is the defense and the block shots, the shot blocking ability. There's nobody. I was watching the Toronto game on Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, last night was Pacers. Wednesday was Heat. Monday was Toronto. And I'm watching that game and I'm seeing I'm watching Sabaka get just get to the rim anytime he felt like it. And when you see a guy like that going to the rim, his eyes are on the rim. His eyes are on the net. Why? Because his eyes are not going anywhere else. He's not worried about a block coming. He's not worried about anybody else coming in to block that block it. So that's where you're going to miss him, I think. But I, I agree with you. I think they can get through one or two rounds. But when you start, when you go against a team like uh, Milwaukee or, or Philly or even, you know, the Nets, yeah, I mean, you'll be okay against Toronto, Chicago, Cleveland. You know, you'll be okay against those teams where you get to guys like Giannis and Embiid and Durant. Yeah, you're, you're going to be screwed. They, they just, you know. They should so. be all right in the first round, I think, because they're probably going to get like a Cleveland maybe or somebody like that. Well, who so do you want? Toronto. I, mean, I just don't want you just – I don't mind them sitting in the three spot because I don't want them to end up with, with, with Brooklyn in the first round, especially if Williams is not going to be there. You know what I mean? I'm okay sitting three. Yeah. Get one, get a, a Chicago or a Cleveland. I'm okay with that. As you said, I think Tice and and Horford can give you enough in that opening series. But then you're gonna have to you're gonna get into some of these games where you're gonna have these guys that will play near the rim or at the rim, and, and you're gonna miss Williams's defense. So let's hope you sit in this spot. You get one of those teams in the first round. You should be able to get through, and then hope. They're saying four to six weeks. Let's hope it's four weeks, five weeks, and you get Williams back sometime in the second round. And then you got a legitimate – listen, you got a legitimate shot to go to oh, the finals because yeah. this team was playing better than anybody before that happened, right? Absolutely. And you got to you got to know that, yeah, you got to see what the second draw is in the second you round. You got to see. Because Williams has got to ramp back up again. So, and listen, this is – you know, so are we screwed with Williams? This is a great heated hotline topic. A great – so out there, I want to know from you. We want to know what the hell you think. You think they're dead? You think they're done? That's it? Heated hotline. Make sure you call in on that. We want to hear from you. Uh, I'll be so. honest with you. I would definitely, though, explore the option of bringing in one of those guys just to have that athletic piece sitting on that bench if Williams isn't coming back because you may very well need it. You can't wait too long because you want to give them a few games to get acclimated, get used to your system because you may, if Williams is out, you may need one of these guys in the second round or the finals to try to, if you want to try to get, not the finals, the conference finals, I mean, not the actual finals. You may need one of those guys to try to get to your ultimate goal because they will give you some athleticism that Horford and Tice can't give you. Yeah, But we'll see. We'll see. Weekly Rewind was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. Mark, I'm fired up. I mean, I want to see how I want to see how fired up you're gonna be in Catone's comments. And that's next. Podcast. My issue this week for Catone's comments is people that lack common sense. Common sense. It's not difficult. Easy word. Common sense. The other day, I'm listening to the news and, and locally in, 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 you know, where I live, around where I live. There was a some hillbilly, some rotten hillbilly has a pet cobra snake. Who in their right mind is going to have a pet cobra? Not a cat, not a dog, no, a bird, something, a cobra snake. The thing kills people, a cobra snake, some hillbilly, right? Okay, the snake gets loose. I heard on the news they're looking for this snake for three days. They're looking for a cobra. He might be loose in in the middle of a town like this. Why? So so I a little child can walk in their backyard and it's just they will eat him up. Crying out loud! What idiot? Common. 
common sense, you're going to have a cobra snake as a pet. He should be arrested. Who would even – I don't even think it's legal. I don't even know if it's legal to have one of those reptiles as a pet in your home. That's, that's I don't even know if it's legal. They end up finding this thing. Like three days later, he's wrapped around a pipe, I guess, in the in person's – you know, my bed. I think you'd, you'd see me in a, in a cemetery. I'm petrified of snakes. I would have dropped dead right on the spot. On the spot. So they find this thing wrapped in a pipe, I guess, in the attic of this house. And, and, and they end up, animal control, I guess, ends up getting the thing. I don't know. But but the guy should be arrested, for Christ's sakes. There's got to be some kind of laws around owning these exotic pets. Yeah, you're going to have a, well, I might as well just have a pet lion in my backyard. And throw them steaks at night. Let them eat. I don't know. Who the hell? Common sense, people. Common sense. The other thing that common sense, I go to get gas the other day. Oh, boy. Okay. You know, go to the gas station. There's two tanks, right? In the middle of the thing. Okay. There's two cars there. All right. I pull up behind one of them. I'm sitting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I said, well, Jesus Christ, there's nobody pumping gas. Where the hell are these people? I'm looking. They're not pumping gas. They parked there to go in the store. There's parking spaces for you to park in to go in the store. You don't park in front of the gas tanks, you imbecile. Absolute imbeciles. They came out. I'm hoarding them and hoarding them and hoarding them, right? All of a sudden, the guy comes out. He's looking at me. You're looking at me, pal. You're lucky I don't drag you out of the store and kick you in the face for crying out loud. Who was there right behind? They just parked it. You want to talk about common sense? It's not common sense. It's ignorance. Ignorance. When there's five spots to park your car, six spots, both idiots went in there, didn't pump gas. They're walking out with candy bars and milk. What? Go park in the parking spot. Or if you pump the gas, when you're done with the gas, Go move your car so somebody else can get gas. You don't go in a goddamn store. Common sense. That's no BS. That's Catone's comments. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, the views the views on Catone's comments don't reflect the views of Corso and Catone. I just have to uh, <laughs> put that one out there. Okay, uh, what you should have done, you should have taken the snake. And throwing it in the guy's car at the gas station, Mark. Wait, Mark. hang on a second. We live relatively close to each other. I didn't hear anything about a snake. You didn't hear about the snake? Yeah, the thing was loose for three days, oh, Joe. Yeah. You, you, you know that he, uh, you know that this is all just in his, you know, this is this is like he wakes up tomorrow. This was a, a dream about this snake, this cobra. Joe, don't pay attention. He, Joe's busy looking up graphics. He ain't listening to the news, Joe. Forget Joe. But I, but I, I, yeah, that's it. Chris Rock needs to get the cobra and stick yeah. it in Will Smith's bed and see. And now the fireworks really begin, right? No, no, well, 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 you're, you're, you could talk about the views. Don't, don't, on a destined to control, listen to you like a crazy maniac. So I do have a question. Um, wow. And I think it's for our viewers. Uh, what exactly is a hillbilly? Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. The Beverly Hillbillies, you know, we had he's got no teeth, you know, you know, like you see in the back mountains in West Virginia. They crawl out of the, the mine shafts. I don't know. Beverly Hillbilly. You're talking about, you're we talking about that demographic. What? <laughs> well, I guess they're not watching. Well, we've we just know. cut off the lower half of the, you know, Listen, we just chopped know? off the east, you know, the lower east coast range there. You um, ever watch the Beverly Hillbillies on TV? Well, we say the goodbye to all our, all our people in West Virginia, uh, you know, thank you for watching and listening. You never um, saw the Beverly Hillbilly? Of course I saw it. Oh, that's a Hillbilly. Anything black and white, I watch it. That's oh, of it. course that's you do. TCM. Um, so uh, when you talk about common sense, um, Mark, so I think that, uh, I mean, we just got through talking about somebody slapping somebody in front of a billion people. <laughs> I don't know that common sense exists too much in this world. Not that there's a quite listen, we I see diamondbacks out. I see, I've seen like three diamond uh, rattlesnakes. Diamond yeah, but you're not gonna bring them in your house for, to be a pet. <laughs> Are you gonna bring them in your house to be a pet? Who would want to want to get a you, you got a pet cobra? What is wrong with these people? Something's uh, gonna be wrong with them. I'm with you. I, I'd be on the roof. 
right? You're gonna you're gonna take one to try to get one of those diamond bats and put it in the, in your house in a gate in yeah. a tank. Yeah. Well, listen, anybody out there that comes across a snake, just a little you know PSA: snakes have been more to fear of tile. So just stand on some tile, and uh, the snake won't bother you. They don't like tile, really. No, I just hell of April Fools, you know? Like what the hell? Oh, hell you, you you goddamn shit up. He's <laughs> making stuff up, Joe. That's it. Making it up, making it up. So, uh, Mark, as always, uh, you keep us on our toes. Naturally, uh, Catone's comments was presented by Jag Media Productions, and uh, after that, we we I think we want to hear from someone out in the nation, don't we? Oh yeah, heated hotline. Ooh. Hang on, we gotta wait, wait for that uh, graphic. Oh, uh, see now. Hi guys, this is Sylvia from San Francisco. I love your show. You guys are great. You do a great job together. You're the funniest. We love you. But I do have something to say. So Tom Brady is just selfish. Now he gets his coach removed. How much of a jerk can this guy be? He's nothing of what he used to be. He's a real jerk. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and that's enough to say, Sylvia, from San Francisco. Wow. We appreciate it. I don't think there's any hillbillies over there, Mark, over in uh I don't think we'll get I don't think we'll ever get a heat of hotline up in West Virginia. I apologize <laughs> to all the people of West Virginia. I apologize. It was a bad reference. Bad. Hey, hey, listen, don't don't forget the people over in uh uh Kentucky and Tennessee. Don't insult them. I by, didn't insult by them. Listen, I love police. listen, I love the people from Kentucky. They produce bourbon. I love the right. people from Kentucky. Right, and the uh, and and the wonderful horse racing. So, yes. Sylvia, uh, we we appreciate that call. I'm so happy that somebody brought this up today. Seriously. So, what what Sylvia is talking yeah. about, okay, is this week, you know, Tom Brady came out of retirement. He's playing for the Bucks again, recruiting all kinds of players to come in. I mean, he's just become basically a you know, it's about me kind of situation. And uh, it's been, you know, we knew that Brady and Bruce, the cartoon character, Bruce Arians, the head coach, didn't really mesh all that well. So this week, it's uh, Bruce Arians comes out and says uh, that he's going up into the front office of the Bucks, and Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, now becomes the head coach. Mark, go. <laughs> That's such a crock. He's going to be a, a senior consultant. He's going to be sitting on his his deck as he drinking margaritas. What senior consultant is he going to Wasn't be? he doing that while he was on the sidelines? Oh, that's what pissed off Brady. He didn't, he didn't have any dedication. Listen, for all those people, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of a different take on this, though, too. For all those people who said how much Brady hated Belichick, Brady hated Belichick. Listen, Brady respected the fact that Belichick was as prepared as you could possibly be. He didn't leave anything unturned, unlooked at, any film not looked at. He was as prepared as you could be, and he taught Brady that that's how you prepare for a football game. So the thing that bothered him about Belichick was, you don't want to pay me. If he would have paid that him, if they paid him, he'd still be here. That's the bottom line. He would have continued to figure out how to get along with Bill. OK, if they would have given him the contract he wanted, the five year extension. So let's face it. So he goes to Tampa. The man only knows one way to work because that's what he did for 20 years with Belichick. Now, all of a sudden, he's got this cartoon character who shows up whenever he wants, like a country club. It's a country club atmosphere that had to have drove him out of his mind, out of his mind. He did it for a year. They won a Super Bowl. Couldn't do it again. Could not do it again. So now. You think he came out of retirement without conditions? There had to be conditions, Chris, right? So he, I think he tried to force a trade. They wouldn't trade him. Okay, so now my other condition is, well, I'll come play for you, and I'll make sure I bring all these guys back for you. But Bozo the Clown's going to go, and, and I'll be fine. And what do they do? He comes back three weeks later. Oh, the cartoon character's out. And if very interestingly, Chris, they yeah. did not make Leftwich the head coach. They gave it to Bowles because the head coach technically is going to have to have some oversight. He's the boss. The boss is a defensive guy. It's not Leftwich who's an offensive guy who could now overrule Brady. So basically Brady can do whatever he wants with the offense, run it the way he wants. Bowles 
is the head coach. He'll focus on defense because he's a defensive guy. If he wanted Leftwich, Leftwich would have been the coach. Brady wanted Bowles. He got Bowles. Hey, Joe, um, can we make sure we get for a promo the uh, the last thirty seconds? Uh, Bozo the clown. Can we can we make sure that we get that for Mock? Uh, record that, please. We need to play the Bozo the clown comment again. Mock, you're absolutely right. If any anyone out there who thinks, uh, you know, obviously it's speculation. Yeah. But this is what we get paid to do. So if anybody out there thinks this wasn't a Brady move, think again. This guy, you know, I'm going to come out of retirement. Either you're going to trade me to Miami, or that goof, that goof goes. Darth Vader goes. That's it. You know, and, and like Mark said, he's right. I mean, that's that's to me what happened. And as far as the coordinators go, look, the OC is Brady. It's been Brady since he walked through the door. The GM has been Brady since he's walked through the door. He's brought players in for two years in a row. He's made decisions. Yeah, franchise Godwin. Resign um, the center. Uh, re-sign Davis, make sure that, you know, this is what's happening right now. Gage, bring Gage in. This is the dude. He's doing it all. So if he was going to stay in Tampa, it was going to be somebody else is going to be the head coach because he ain't listening to anybody anyway. You know how many times I saw during games in the week him just going like this? Did it at Super Bowl. Not like this. No, we're not calling that play. We're going to call this play. But, but Sylvia, I, to, to, to comment on what she said, Mark, about um, him being a jerk. He's, 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 he's a jerk. He's turned into a jerk. And all yeah. stuff. Is he, jerk. I mean, I think he is. I think he's become just, you know, beyond. He's a selfish guy. I mean, and if anybody has the right to do it, is it him? You know what he's become? Pulling the strings over there. Hey, nobody. First of all, <laughs> nobody stands in that shadow. No one. Right, Mark? Pulling the strings like the godfather. Nobody. Nobody. But no, I mean, you know, is he a jerk? I mean, he he's... Okay, all right, let me ask it this way. He was likable, and now is he not likable? Yeah, he, well, he was, I don't know how, well, he was like, I don't know how much he was likable the last few years, though. I think they got sick of the Patriots winning and got sick of him and got sick of the whole organization. But I think he's just become an egomaniac. And it's like, hey, I've won seven. I'm going to win eight. Now he's on it. Here's what I think is going on. I think Sylvia's right. He's, he's turned into a jerk, but I think it's more of an egomaniac than, I guess, maybe they're intertwined. A jerk, egomaniac. Kind of guy that, yeah, gonna, he, yeah. He's now become. I'm going to stick it to Belichick and Kraft. You didn't want me. I'm going to win eight. I'm going to win nine. I'm going to stick it so far up the two of you. And, and listen, what is in the NFC? What well, I, is I, in, I, what's I in the NFC? But it goes past that, Mark. At this uh, point, I don't even think it's Belichick anymore and Kraft. I think it's, you know what? You two guys are in my rearview mirror now. I've, oh, check, well, well, I don't check. know about that. Listen, Hold on, wait. Check, I check. Know. Now I want to stick it to the rest of the league. Now I want to stick it to every every uh-huh. bust in that Hall of Fame. So make sure that when mine goes in, it can be put at the top of the pyramid. That, to me, is who he's trying to stick it up. Not 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 disrespect the, the, you know, the former players. I'm saying he wants to make everybody know it don't matter where I go. It just doesn't make a difference. I'm going to win. I'm going to be in charge, and I'm going to make it happen. Not Bill, not Kraft, not the cartoon character, not Leftwich. Nobody. Me. I'm the guy. Did you see, uh, incidentally, did you see the uh, Edelman post this week, yesterday? I, I did not. I missed, I missed that. So he posted up. We pay attention. Will you please? I mean, you're so wor- you're all worried about snakes. You're standing on top of your roof because you're worried, and you're not paying attention. I missed Very. it. You know, going to gas stations. And by the way, Mark, um, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the gas station thing. We, I didn't say that, but I agree. Holy crap. Where you, I've, that happens too out here. But over there, you have like Kentucky gas stations, right? Where it's just one pump on each side. That's well, we have not not as much now I- anymore, but you still have some of those, and that's happened to be where I went. <laughs> Kentucky's taking a real beating today, Joe. But anyway, um, Edelman, right. So he posts this thing that says, Coming out of, you know, something like coming out of retirement or, uh, you know, can't wait to go. And it shows the Tampa Bay logo behind them, the Bucks logo. But him, he's still wearing a Patriots uniform. And then underneath, you know, April Fool. So he was he was he was trying mm, to fool everybody. Yeah, I don't know if that's there may be a little bit of truth to that. 
No, it's not. He's not. Unless something unless something happens in maybe in training camp, they bring him up. But yeah, I mean, look, Brady. I, I, two sides. Brady is a, to me he is become a jerk. He's become self serving, self absorbed. Um, he, and I think we, it's intentional. We thought that the t- last couple of years in New England, we thought that. Yeah, I mean, and and the the bigger question, Sylvia, is if anybody has the right, is it him? Does he have the right to be that way? Well, you know, Mark. No, he. Do, I think he does. But listen, I still think I, I agree with what you said about the hall. But I will say this: there's still a little bit of him. You, can, I don't. I, I will disagree with you. There is still a little bit of him that holds something to stick it to Bob because right. the statement he made for his alleged retirement, the fact that he excluded any wording. Of the Kraft family or the Patriots organization, he absolutely wants to continue to stick it to him because he did not choose him. Kraft chose Bill, so I get it. Or Bill, but, yeah. Or Bill chose, you know. Or he put it in Bill's well, Bill. Bill chose, but Kraft, but Kraft, Kraft agreed with Bill and said, "Okay, it's time to go, Tom." Which you know, but the Sylvia back to Sylvia's original comment. He's turned into a jerk. And basically an ass. He has turned into a jerk. She's right. He's, he's an egomaniac and he's become self-serving. And you're right. I agree with Sylvia. He has become a jerk. And you know what? He doesn't care anymore. To your point, he don't care. He's a jerk. He's going to win. He's going to win his way. And he's going to stick it to everybody. And he's going to walk away with no one in any sport will ever break yeah. his records. Any sport. Never mind football. Any sport. And he's gonna and he's gonna do it for this team. He's gonna do it for Miami. He's gonna, oh, do it he's gonna go to Miami one. next year. You so Kraft, give him a piece of the Patriots. Then give him an ownership. You want to fix yeah. this problem? Bring Sean Payton in next next year and give him a piece of the Patriots. And number number twelve will be back in the that, in because I was gonna say that that's where it's gonna go. He's gonna get a piece. And he's gonna be the head coach. But we'll get to that in the real deal later on. Pearls, we're giving you pearls. We're giving you ammunition to call in heated hotline. Come, a Brady, a jerk. Come on, you in New England. Everybody wants to say that Brady's a jerk, except for the moron wearing the creamsicle shirt. Now he's going to have to get a Miami shirt. This guy's over there going to have to get every shirt in the damn NFL because that's what Brady's going to do. So, heated hotline was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. Joey, are you ready to go to? I want to make sure you're ready to go to commercial at this point. I'm ready. Now, ready? ready. Yeah. All right. Let's get real in the next segment. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years' experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. What are you writing now? Some working over here. You're talking about not just some working. That's why we are the real deal. deal. It's going to be real. Did Bob Kraft put Bill Belichick on notice this week? That's the question. We, of course, have the answers because we are real. We're the real deal. Mark? Of Joe. course he put him on. Of course he put him on notice. Finally. So here's here's what happened. The owners' meetings took place uh, this past week, and so the owners are interviewed, the coaches are interviewed, and, and Belichick and Kraft uh, were no different. So Kraft comes out. Um, he was being asked similar questions about how the team is. You know, is he upset about not winning? You know, why didn't we spend money? All of these kind of questions that you would expect to be asked. Now, a few things he said, and I want you guys to comment. All right. So he talks about about spending and he says, well, we have a cap that we have to deal with. Bullshit. Um, <clears throat> guys will improve in year two. We made a significant investment last year and we're expecting those guys to improve. Uh, we had a great draft, which made up for the last four, he says. Oh, oh that's, a, that's a little zinger. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, uh, and he says about the other moves around the league. And he basically said, 
just because you have the most talent doesn't mean you have the most team. And he cited 2001 as an example of that. But then he said, we haven't won a playoff game in three years. And I expect that to change this year. I'm not happy about it, which are two contradictory. Those statements are kind of contradictory. So is is Belichick on notice after all that? What does it mean? Yeah, I, he absolutely is on notice because, listen, you can't say, you know, I, it upsets me we haven't won a, a playoff game in three years, and, but I expect that to change. Well, what, is that, what does that mean? Of course, it's telling the coach, you better get your act together. And listen, you made these moves. You, you, you drafted guys. You made your moves. You, you, you're, you're bringing in low-budget free agents. That's fine. We trust you. We don't win. I'm holding you accountable, and it may be time for a change in, in so many words. I mean, he's not going to come out and say that at an owner's meeting, right? But but let's face it. That's pretty much what he said. And and I'm sure if he's saying that publicly, there's been that conversation with Belichick that, hey, this is a make-or-break year for you, pal. We, we, we get in the playoffs and get beat 45 to nothing again. <laughs> there has to be a change. You're going to have to retire, do something. I, yeah. I, I You know what I mean? He's not going to – because – Listen, at some point, it's going to start to affect his profit margin because fans are not going to show up like they've been showing up and buying gear and, and, and Bill We Trust and the page. Listen, eventually that's going to fall off. They're only going to put up with that for so long if yeah. you're not winning, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, to me it could be both. So, I mean, I think you're talking about putting them on notice because the other comments are basically making excuses, right? And making excuses as why. And so, well, that's the thing. I mean, and so that's my point. If is he making excuses for Bill or is he making excuses for himself? You know, because listen, this guy, like you say, he's about the bottom line. You know, and and what he does is he, I mean, smart. He aligns himself with the fans if by saying, I'm a fan first. So basically, I'm over here with you guys. Bill's over there pulling all the strings, which basically sets up. It gives you a nice setup to be able to can him and the fans are on your side because it's the money. It's not, this is not about him sitting up in the, in the, in the nosebleeds when 1972, this isn't that, you know, this is about, I'm a billionaire. And the reason I'm a billionaire is because I, I, I'm able to, this is how I mean, you know, uh, maneuver things, you know, in my businesses, we talked about the fact that he hasn't spent dust really other than maybe a couple of years and he didn't have to. And that may be what's real, right? And so all these comments about the cap and the year two and all this other stuff, he's given himself an excuse while putting Belichick on notice because I think he feels like this is what the people want to hear right now. The people are pissed. They need to blame somebody, and it ain't going to be me. And that leads me to think that he was more responsible for Brady than maybe even Belichick. I believe he was responsible for Brady. Of course he was. And listen, he's the owner. Bottom line, he's the one who's called, he controls the purse strings. If he said, listen, I'm giving him whatever he wants. He's never leaving here. He wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. I'll make him the highest paid quarterback in the league. He didn't do that because he didn't want to. Yes, he listened to Bill's advice, I guess. But he didn't want to spend the money. Bottom line, if he said, I'm spending the money, Bill, deal with it or retire, Bill would have dealt with it. He would Brady would have been here and Bill would have still been coaching without question. So, so that's a bunch, you know what I mean? So I, I don't want to hear what that's BS. That's crap. That was craft's decision. Okay. So you think, and, do you, you know, you really think you guys really think that he means that the team with the most, the most talent isn't necessarily, you know, does he really mean, does he mean that? Because if he means that, then I'm, I'm starting to feel like he's on his last leg over there too. No, I mean, because I think the thing that got me was you keep going back to a yesteryear. You're going back 2000. Buddy, that was 20 years ago, pal. The, the, those days are gone. The league's gone. The rules have changed. The, the, the way the game is played has changed. Like, it's almost like the game's passing him and Belichick by. That's what that comment said to me. The game is passing you by. You're, you're referring to something from 20 years ago. That's not the NFL anymore, Bob. Let's go. And that's not what you, if that's what you and Bill think, then yeah, you got a serious problem. I think it's more the money. I mean, you, you have to be blind. I mean, you got to be blind to not see what the hell's going on in the makeup of the league right now 
with the speed and the talent and, and the speed within the center of the defense. You know, we're, we're going to play defense by speed now. We're going to use safeties instead of inside linebackers. The Jawan Bentleys and Hightowers of the world are dinosaurs now. You, you got to tell me that Kraft can't see that too? Or somebody in his camp is not telling him, hey, Bob, wake up, Bob. Um, you know, we need some speed at, at wide receiver. And um, you see all the other teams that are winning. Eh, capiche? No? I mean, right? Like, well, is he not thing, see it or is it no, just the money? I mean, you know. The other thing, too, though, is the last, like, two, three championships, three, they're doing it a different way now. There's, it's not what him and Bill did with spending dust. It's teams are going out. They're signing big-time free agents. They're giving up draft picks. They're bringing in players, and, and, and they're building they're doing it that way. They're not doing it the, the way the Patriots did it. That, that don't exist anymore. This yeah. is the new way of the NFL. The Rams did it. Tampa did it. They did it. You know what I mean? So so that's yeah. it. It's over. What you did in spending dust, it, that, that, that's not working anymore. That's not working anymore. These teams have now developed a new, you know, a new philosophy. Look at the Rams. Now they go and sign. Not only did they sign Allen Robinson, they go and sign. Uh, Wagner, the linebacker. Yeah. So I don't want to hear about salary. I was cap. just about that. I wanted him to. I, I thought he could be a good fit in New England. Yeah, but yeah, but Kraft's comment. You brought it up about the the salary cap, and you know we spent a lot of money last year, and this, you know, we 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 have a salary cap. We got to go back. That's a bunch of BS, Bob. You made yourself look like a complete moron by saying that because. It, it, the Rams just went and signed Bobby Wagner. They signed Allen Robinson. I, I don't want to. So that's a bunch. That's a crock. It's yeah. a crock. And and if doesn't it feel like the two of them are basically, you know, CYAing themselves? Yes. You know, we, we, we're bat now they're pat battling to see who's more responsible because if this thing goes south, well, you can't remove Kraft. But if this thing goes south, if Belichick's on his way out, he has, he has to be on his way out. With the fan support, because if Kraft is nothing else, if he's if he's not about image, his image is everything. That's why he got pissed off when Brady excluded them in his farewell speech or farewell letter in Tampa. He was pissed about that, right? He was. So, so did he just set that up though by what he his by his brief comments this week? Did he set that up? The fan support starting to waver from Bill? Was that kind of a way to start to set that in motion, do you think? Yeah, it gives him the option. It sets up the option for him to do it later on. So, yeah, look, is it, so is he is he on notice? Is Bill on notice? We obviously think so. What do you think? Again, heated hotline. Make sure you call in. We want to hear that from you. And on the other side of things, I mean, since we're talking about Kraft, Belichick was interviewed too, Mark. And, oh, good God. <laughs> yeah, oh, my it. God. And in his nice, happy, you know, jovial spirit that he is, um, he comes out and says, you know, the same kind of questions, talks about guys in year two. We're expecting a lot. Well, we spent a lot of money last year. We did what we had to do. Guys are under contract, what we expect, so on. Then he talks about the coaches, Mark. Okay. And he says, uh, Patricia, Matt Patricia is going to be a key part of the offense. What? Matt Patricia is going to be a key, key part of the offense. And they asked him about play. Well, he's going to call the plays. Well, we're not calling plays right now. I mean, last time I checked, uh, plays are not being called right now. So therefore, you know, we'll put that aside. What he really meant was, yeah, I have no idea. I have no clue who's going to call the plays. Who's going to have the thing over their face like this? And Kraft also made reference to that by when somebody asked him about Bill's comments about, you know, off having coordinators. And Kraft's comment was very interesting, I thought. He said, well, you know, sometimes when you look at things and, you know, sometimes what things that Bill does, there's not really sometimes a straight line as a fan to say, oh, yeah, I see what he's doing. But, you know, obviously look at the last 20 years. Bill knows what he's doing. He wins. So, so you know. But but I think he was basically saying, I don't know what the hell he's doing on offense. Like that was Kraft's way of saying, I'm gonna give him a shot and see if this works, but I don't know what he's doing either. And that's gonna fuel even more, I think, the whole we're gonna remove we may have to remove this guy. That was that was a, a kind of a dagger too, a little yeah. bit of a, a zing. Just his comment about what Bill had said about that offensive staff. 
Yeah, because that little wiggly line you're talking about is gonna, at some point it's going to become a straight line, and he's going to get his ass whipped out of friggin' uh, out of New England with that stick, right? How so, scary is that, Joe Judge and and Matt Patricia? How scary is that? Mark, uh, yeah, Joe. I mean, look. <laughs> Let's just focus on Matt Patricia, okay? I had a friend of mine this week that that said to me, what do you think about the comments about Matt, Matt Patricia? He said, don't tell me. He said, don't tell me. I want to hear it on the show. Don't, don't tell me. Well, here's my answer to that. Calmly, this guy is, is – now, look, X's and O's, he may know – obviously, he got to the NFL, so he knows something. He has to know something. You don't get that far without having some X's. What it is, and, and nobody's saying this, is – He's not a leader of people, okay? This guy cannot lead people. And now you got him leading Mac Jones in year two. So that's it, – it, I wouldn't – Mark, I wouldn't let this guy coach a flag football team. I wouldn't even let him do that. He'd get fired. If you're a defensive coordinator, you need to understand the uh, an offense, right? Game plans, schemes. So, yeah, so just the fact that he's never coached – or on the offensive side of the ball does not mean he doesn't understand the offense, right? And doesn't understand the offensive side of the ball. You can't be a defensive coordinator or a defensive coach without understanding what's what should possibly be called, what would work against certain defenses, against certain alignments, against certain play calls. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is I don't necessarily know if Matt Patricia – even has that extensive knowledge on the defensive end because I think going back to Joe's, you know, uh, the Godfather theme with, with pulling the strings, I think he was greatly influenced on the defensive side of the ball by Belichick. I think when Flores was there, Flores had more leeway, I think, than Patricia. Belichick was always in that defensive huddle when Patricia was there. And the last Super Bowl Patricia coached in force on defense, we couldn't make a stop for crying out loud. So, yeah, I, you're right. He can't lead men. Matt, listen, Patricia's a, a, a cut, another cartoon character similar to Arians, and, and now you're going to have him influence a first-year quarterback? I mean, come on. This is I've never seen. I've never seen. I've never seen Mark so pissed off during games. Is when we, you guys remember that four, five, six years ago, that Ben don't break defensive mentality that pissed us off. No aggressiveness. That was that was Matt Patricia. It wasn't until Flores. And by the way, I'm knocking cards out. I'm, I'm I got all. I'm, that's how pissed off I am about this. I, I'm, I'm screwing with my equipment now. But we were pissed about that. And until not until Flores came in, were they aggressive? Like you yeah. said, yeah. you know, were they aggressive? Look, here's the thing. Okay, and, and this should really tell you all you need to know about Matt Patricia. The Detroit Lions, okay, that's that's as bad of a franchise as you can possibly get. Do we agree on that? Agree on that? Absolutely. Okay, so they've gone zero and sixteen, and they flirted with zero and sixteen many other times under his. You know, Matthew Stafford was dying to get out of Detroit, and he had been there a long time, right? But he was dying to get out of there. Why? Because of Matt Patricia. The Matt Patricia, right? as they said, was like absolute hell. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is this: Look, oh God, it's so it's so irritating, so annoying. Um, if the D, the Detroit Lions have sucked ever since they put the lion on the helmet and Alex Karras was taking the field, that's how long that team has sucked. And they didn't want you. They didn't want Matt Patricia. Mark, absorb that. They didn't want him. Listen, Patricia, things got so bad, though, nobody wanted to stay there. I mean, nobody. It got so bad the two or three years he was there, right? And and, and players obviously talk. So now you bring him back. Never mind the offensive yeah. side of the ball in, in, in Mac Jones. It's bad enough. But now who are you recruiting to come here with Matt Patricia making decisions on any side of the ball. He, he So players talk. You want to come play for Matt Patricia? You're a defensive player or you're an offensive player? No matter what side of the ball he's he's coaching, you're going to want to come play for Matt Patricia. When the, all the guys around the league who play for Detroit would tell you, I'll never play for that guy again. He's a jerk, right? Nobody liked him. 
So he, like, so, and, he had no, and he had no respect. So how? why would you even bring him? Last year, okay, you had him stuck in no... He was in a booth somewhere, hidden. Nobody saw him. Now, all of a sudden, you're bringing him back to the field? Are you kidding me? Yeah, again, it's 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 just maneuvering and all this. I mean, Belichick's going to have a lot of control and all this stuff. And I can't... But you're right. Everybody hated Patricia. Nobody's coming to New England. I agree with you 1,000%. It's... It's just absurd. It, it really is absurdity at this point. I don't know what they're hoping to accomplish. And then he comes out and says, you know, I'm not big on titles. We're not big. Well, no shit. We know you're not big on titles. You haven't given somebody the name of offensive or defensive coordinator. I don't know. Well, that's long. about that's about money too. Yeah. They're not they're not they're not big on titles because the other teams are still paying these guys. Yeah. Yep. And that goes and that goes back to Kraft too, doesn't it? Of course it does. Kraft's okay with that. It goes back to the spending of dust. You're spending for the head coach, and yeah, I know he had to spend money to keep McDaniels there a few extra years, but you're not spending anything on coaching. So what the hell? I mean, why not? That that goes back to the whole philosophy of what Kraft has done. It's the it's the bottom line. It's 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 that whole profit margin that Kraft has been dealing with. And and so listen, it goes along with the whole philosophy. But listen, things have changed, and, and at some point. Kraft is going to have to change his business philosophy when it comes to the Patriots, and he's going to have to spend money for an extended period of time if he wants to keep this franchise where they've built it up to, and they're going to have to bring in not only a new head coach, they're going to have to bring in some good assistant coaches, and they're going to have to spend some money. Listen, in my opinion, Belichick is now turning into what Tom Landry was with Dallas, Don Shuler in Miami. Chuck Nolan, Pittsburgh. He stayed too long now. Yeah. He stayed. He those guys were all great coaches. Some of the greatest coaches to ever play a coach. But they've they stayed a year or two too long. I think he's falling into that trap now. He's staying too long. It's yeah. time to move him out now. Let's go. Come on. I agree. Gotta get younger. Hey, I like my idea of Sean Payton. I like that. Well, he's older too. But I mean, you know, he, he's a good guru of. Uh, of quarterbacks, right? He can he can help that. So, yeah, Mark, it's that. And then you know, it, 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 we talked about craziness this week. How delusional can people be? Look, he compared. Do you hear Belichick comparing Slater to Brady oh. and Taylor? Oh. He said what he said was Matthew Slater is on special teams. What Tom Brady is on offense, and Lawrence Taylor is on defense. And by the way, he still won't say that Brady's the best. I mean, no, he's going to throw Taylor. He said it in that thing somebody else wrote for him, yeah. you know, when he had to. But still going to throw Taylor in there. Are you kidding me? Slater? I mean, I love Slater. He's a good guy, good company guy. But are you seriously? I would argue Troy Brown was a better special teams player than Slater. How's that? How's and, and, that? Uh, Slater made the that's, – that's, that's bold. Uh, I, I don't know. Slater's made the Pro Bowl like every damn year. But I think now if Troy just, Brown know, was on the field, if Troy Brown was on the field in that Green Bay Super Bowl, we would have won the Super Bowl because that guy wouldn't have ran that ball back. Yeah. You're talking about Howard, 1996. Yeah, I am. That's right. Yeah, I you am. Know what? Yeah. You know, hey, look, the, the bottom line, and, you know, we can end on the, the bottom line is, you know what this, this team feels like? How about like? Discatasca in Buffalo? Steve Discatasca. He was better than goddamn Slater. Or Kelso with the double helmet. Remember that Come guy? on. <laughs> anyway, th- guys, this team, it feels like when you when you fly into Cleveland, okay, and the closer you get to the stadium, you start to smell the bad stench. You start to smell the bad stench that's the Cleveland Browns. From the dog okay? pound. Right. The friggin', the friggin', we take a quarterback first every single year, and every after three, four years, it, three years, it's – we don't know how good he could have been because they didn't do things to put guys around them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the New England Patriots, the new New England Patriots, right? Yes, I believe so. And listen, to finish this, Belichick is on notice. Absolutely. And that's, again, that's uh, that's what's real. real. Real Deal was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. Guys, it's time to go again. Gentlemen, great show as always. Thank you for the uh, the fun week, and, uh, and thank you also for joining us in the nation. And listen, 
All our shows are up. Listen, watch them. Make sure. Go back. Do your homework so that you can call Heated Hotline, 855-313-PATS, so you can tell us we're wrong. We're wrong. Mark's wrong constantly, you know? Give us your fun story about the snake. So make sure Heated Hotline. And come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. NHL regular season is coming to a close. Uh, we're going to have draft talk. And, hey, whatever crazy things are happening during the week, we're going to cover it because we are the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday. Thank <laughs> you.